Welcome to Blind Shovel, an arts and music podcast. Today I have the pleasure of speaking with illustrator and designer Samuel Hayes. Enjoy. How you doing? Good. How are you? It's been a long, long time, huh? <laughs> yeah. Said it. So what's going on? Oh, uh, you know, <laughs> nothing. What's up you, with you? You somehow ended up in LA? Yeah, weird, right? No, not, not that weird. Uh, well, yeah, I've been here for like almost a year. About. Why'd you do that? Uh, I don't know. Oh, you got my sister just... lives here. Oh yeah, yeah. For one thing, uh, and Andrew lives here. I don't know. People live here. Actually, a lot of people live here. A lot of people do live there. It is the. It's everyone in Oakland just went there, basically. Yeah, exactly. There's like a migration. Um, but I had no uh, real reason other than that and wanting to, uh, just kind of get away from New York. Yeah. You, where were you living again? I was upstate in, uh, New Paltz long time. Awful hmm. cold. And what were you doing up there? I know you've been doing these embroidery things, but is, is that the main practice at the moment? Art wise? Uh, yeah, that's my, that's my job and my, my art at the moment. I do, I do it for work as well. And, um, oh yeah, sure. So uh, can you explain that? I'm I'm still confused by like what has happened in the last eight years or whatever. (laughs) I'm confused too, but yeah. So it's still, okay. I work, so I work at this place called Luca Mart. It's like, um, it's like a brand, but they do service. Like it's mostly screen printing and stuff, but I run their embroidery department. So that's my, that's like my full-time job. I do that all day, every day, mostly, uh, you know, a lot of hats and, uh, sweatshirts and stuff, but they're pretty, they're pretty plugged in with like, you know, the LA stuff. So they have all these clients uh, and I've been very busy working for them just doing, embroidery and i do a little i do like some managing of their screen printing stuff too but um mostly all day i'm embroidering like uh hard hardcore yeah if i understand if i remember correctly you just started to teach yourself this way back when you were in manhattan right yeah that's how it started but when i was living in new Paltz also i was working for like yeah, so that's sort of the trajectory. I was I was working at like the local uh, neighborhood impression spot there in New Paltz, doing screen printing and embroidery, uh, which is kind of funny. Like, 
you know, so that's a small town and it was like a very different clientele and it's sort of different, like, uh, you know, in a business sense, like sort of a different sure, place sure. in the community doing all yeah. the like EM local EMT and like police department, yeah, and all, yeah, the, yeah. all the school, like uh, sports teams and stuff. So it was cool. Uh, you know, sort of like low pressure, but it was cool sort of being involved in all the this community stuff like in like just meeting everyone just like normal uh people who need embroidery which it turns out a lot of people do need or screen printing or we also did uh, a few other impression type things like a vinyl heat press there's quite a bit uh direct to garment printing you know about that yeah yeah i'm, I'm some for some reason i don't know i'm opposed to it yeah I don't know why. I can why. see that. I can see you being opposed <laughs> to that. Um, I like it, but it's it is um, no, it, it's true. It's it, it has its utility, and and there's like yeah. just like any other technology, you can explore it in a genuine fashion. Um, but when it's used as like a supplement for actual screen printing or something that's simple yeah, yeah, and can yeah, be yeah. screen, it just looks like it's horrible. You know, it's true. Um, it's like a fast and easy like solution. Uh, but that being said. I think there's some cool stuff you can do with it if you just really sure, got wild with sure. it. But it does. But I'm curious, what makes you so excellent? You know, I don't know much about embroidery, but is it yeah. fair to say that you're better than most people at it, and that you're you're highly sought after because of your, you know, skill level with this type thing? Like, I think from the outside, mm -hmm. people probably assume, oh, I just give someone a file and then they just put it in a program and it does it yeah so i mean can people, you explain can you explain that yeah. process a little bit i've i kind of feel like people assume that about everything you know like any True. any process that requires some like high-end tools like it always just seems easy from the outside but yeah embroidery in particular is like it's so fussy and um tricky that yeah, it's, there's so much that goes into it to between the being given a some graphic and and it being a stitch into like a hat or whatever. It's it's wild. So yeah, I will say you know when I was working in that shop in New Paltz, I wasn't uh, especially I didn't have any real special talents. But when I moved to LA, I bought I actually like bought my own machine. I, I'm you know I'm financing. It's a very expensive machine, but uh, through owning my own machine and, and trying to, you know, run it as my business, I did get really good at it mostly by, uh, being really bad at it. And like, just, you know, it's one of those things. There's like a million little things that can go wrong yeah. when you just are like on your own with this machine, trying to figure it out and like master it. It's like, you just fuck up in every possible way and you learn all the fixes it's like any tool like this you know it's i don't know I, I i did a lot of airbrushing and stuff and i sort of felt the same way about that it's like there's like a barrier to entry and that's kind of what makes you good at it is when you like there could be a problem that an issue that would completely stop another like someone who didn't know from from continuing on whatever sure, they're sure. working on you know it's one of those things and then if you've just dealt with it before, you know, the fix. So through like a thousand of those, I do think I've gone pretty good at it. Sought after, uh, I don't know about that, but, um, I am trying to 
like kind of so yeah i'd say a lot of the you know contract embroidery where most of these places are shops that are trying to sort of get jobs in and out and you know have as as little um friction as possible they there's a lot of stuff they won't do because it's a little too time exactly, expensive yeah. or takes just too like much. screen printing just like screen printing yeah so i'm trying to fill this like this void where i'll do like some of that stuff and kind of work you know with a client or whoever and do weird spots so i've been doing a ton of crazy experiments with placement and uh you know i'm just trying to fill that that thing where it's like you know i'll do i'll do the difficult uh tasks or they might be a little more involved a lot of them are just like a lot of the stuff i've been doing just involves sort of ripping seams and like disassembling a piece of clothing and then yeah no i I see it i see it on the especially with these green bad boys they are very very impressive oh you know even if i don't understand how they're done it's probably more impressive that way but yeah it's right. it's like i feel the same way i have a screen printing uh space and i'll i'll build some super weird custom screens for jobs that are more artful right, and right. most screen printing is commercial so they have just no interest in doing something that's not replicatable easily so yeah. it sounds like you're trying to fill the art void of embroidery which i don't know of anyone else doing anything quite like it you probably do though yeah not quite i mean there is more i've noticed more of an interest uh i mean we luca mart you know they do a lot of jobs for uh i would say like skateboarding companies and like kind of like not full-on artsy stuff but people there's like a there is a trend of like new placement in, in screen printing and embroidery where stuff is kind of like goes over the seams or on pants and like a lot of weird places I've been noticing a lot of embroidery. So there's like a bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there's a line, I think that uh, most embroidery places won't cross of, of how, you know, they're just trying to uh, do a, a high quantity of pieces and not yeah. necessarily like some weirdo stuff. I'm trying to like ride the line, you know, cause I, I still do run a lot of just like, logos on hats and stuff but mm-hmm. i'd like to supplement that with some um never before seen type so is this how you're so this is your life at the moment a lot of embroidery yeah, this, this has uh been my life yeah because i'll, been, I'll work been, all huh? day mm-hmm. uh, yeah for a while i kind of got into this right when i started um right when i got here i just needed something to occupy my time I guess. And I was, you know, I've always drawn a lot, but I kind of wanted um, uh, to put my hands on something a little more like practical, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Making clothes is fun. I well, how, do these, how do these animations fit in? Even So obviously, I mean, people wouldn't know this, I don't think, but that's what you went to school for, right? Animation. That's right. And you, yeah, you went, don't. you went, you went hard. You really gave yeah. it your all and you just burnt out. Is that accurate? <laughs> kind of. I mean, I never, that's how I remember um, you telling the story kind of, you, you made that one yeah. um, short and then it was just, you realized it was 
one, a lot of dweebs, but two, just like a lot, a lot of work. You can correct me if I'm wrong in any of those assessments. No, that sounds about right. Uh, you know, I don't, it's not like I mind that it's a lot of work. I just think um, if I burned out on anything, when I was in New York, I was also doing a lot of that. I was, I was working on like, I was doing a lot of like motion graphic stuff, like commercials and stuff like, which that I definitely burned out on. It's super boring. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I still just, I love it. Uh, animation. I just don't know. It's like people are so good at it and it's, it is so time consuming. It's like, I don't know if I really wanted to make a living that way. I don't know if I have the chops, you know, but I still love it. And I well, but you have a very interesting, things. you have a very distinct style with those little fruit babies, you know, like I feel like you yeah. could find, find work there. And I like the clay scan 3d stuff. If that's what's going on there. Yeah. I, did, I like that. That was like a little more interesting to me, I think, because it was a little more unique. Um, I don't know. It's animation is just, it's so fun um, that I think a lot of people get into it and it makes it a little daunting to try and like stand out in a field where um, I think maybe that's why I'm sort of drawn to these like technical things. It's like, there's like a more of a barrier to entry, not that there isn't for, for some of the technical aspects of animation too, but it's sort of like, if you can just like, a lot of people don't want to deal with um, some of the aspects of like, learning and servicing just like a piece of machinery yeah it's like uh, you know it's sort of like has has a old world like aspect to it or something where if you're like really just like all right i'm gonna get it's like a trade you know i'm yeah, yeah, yeah. good at this and make it artful and you like that, that won't i like that it makes me feel like i can stand out a bit more have something to offer more than i mean there's some a million people make cutesy fruit animations something fruit i don't babies. know I, I just feel like i'm feel like i'm not really like offering anything to the world with that you know as much as i i do enjoy making that kind of stuff but um well it sounds like you're looking for something more like grounding and useful in some ways which i think is pretty normal at the age you're at exactly it's it's a it's like an age thing perhaps but yeah, I, I don't know. I still just am drawing all the time, like in sketchbooks and stuff. But it's just not as... Um, you have to make money, you know, in this world. It's you do. I've, I've noticed. Yeah, I think a lot of people notice that. <laughs> it's... Uh, yeah, it's fun. You know, it's great, but... I mean, if you're making money doing these things that I'm looking at, that's pretty rad. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think I've, I've struck a sort of a balance. I, w I always wanted to be like, um, just make like amazing comics and just be like, you know, some weirdo, like in a basement, like just making my like fever dreams. Yeah. Just getting them all down, you know, but, um, that's a difficult, uh, it's road. a horrible, horrible life. I think <laughs> Yeah. if I'm being honest, even no, the no, brief glimpse of it, we maybe both have ha had is just like, 
man yeah i think we'd it's very interesting how in your 20s you think art can fill like every void you know and then you just slowly yeah. you slowly learn like oh no it's like it's much more complicated to actually embrace the complexity of life and try to arrive at a balance while still keeping some integrity yeah. like unless you're a really a true freak like yeah, yeah you sort yeah. of have to eventually otherwise you'll just like die i don't know it's it's really hard to make it to like being an old gray person uh having gone down that road you know the whole time i think as like um i, I don't know i think you you probably want to kill yourself a lot yeah if you stick with that mindset <laughs> at a certain point you have to be like all right i'm gonna like um you know interact with my community a little and reach out to people and stop um staying in this weird because it's like you sort of have to stay in it if you really want to i mean and that's where the good stuff comes from a lot of the a lot of the really oh, yeah, good yeah. stuff does does come from that but you just you don't really want to be that person uh, uh everyone's that, but that's i think i think some people just accept the trade they accept the sacrifice and they say well, all right well right. i'm i'm more into this than than being healthy or balanced and there's something heroic and admirable about that for sure um but yeah. it's interesting and I love that. yeah yeah no it's certainly just, praiseworthy no doubt i wasn't i don't know if i was uh, strong enough but you still got time yeah you know i, I went <laughs> so, to this old man's i went to this old man's studio in manhattan and he was one of these old weirdos uh like you know just like a true weirdo What's his name? Uh, stop, I don't know his name. He, had, he was working on this film called the, the Sex Lives of Robots, I remember. It was a long wow. time ago, many, many years ago. But he was like, you know, a true freak. And he had all these, um, he would like thrift all these Barbies. He was a stop motion animator. And he had, uh, he had, he would like, whatever, uh, alter these, these Barbies into these sex robots. And it was, his apartment was just like, was covered with them in like these sets and the bathroom was in the bathtub and everything was just full of these models and like all the stop motion gear. And he was like so dirty. Um, and it was like, at the time I was, I was probably like 22 years old or something. And it was like, uh, it was just so amazing. It was just like that at the time that was just who I wanted to be. Like he was just so, he just never left his space and he never stopped. He had been like working on this film for like 20 years or whatever. And I think maybe it did eventually release, but it was like, you know, up in the air if it ever would, or if this was just one of those freaky things. Um, anyways, I think that's what, that was sort of like the model of like at the time, what I thought would be a good thing to be, uh, <laughs> just like a real dedicated weirdo. Yeah, I think his name is Mike, Michael Sullivan. I'm looking at his work right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, Michael. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can't fake so, that, though. No, it, it was so authentic and dirty. I was just like, it was like, it was like a real uh, transformative moment for me. That's the hard thing about envy. Well, envy is bad in general, I think. But even admiration can lead to you wanting to be something 
that you aren't, especially when you're in your twenties as an artist, you just see things and you're, and you're impressed and you think, Oh, I should make that. And, uh, uh, yeah, definitely. I think, uh, I think you, that's like a sense of not having boundaries, you know, not understanding what you are and what you aren't. Sure. Yeah. And it's like, you don't see the, um, the path, like the, uh, you see the end result maybe, but like the, I will, you know, the you don't see the so, pain. You don't so see fraught. the sacrifice. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like in my weaker moments, I wish I was Miyazaki or something. And then I step back and look at the whole picture and I, and I go, nah, I think I'm good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There's like so much, I mean, becoming anything in any field is, is hard, but it's, there's just, um, there's a long road. <laughs> Life is, uh, you know, it's long. Oh, it is short and long at the same time. I accept the yeah. fact that it's both of these things. But in respect yeah, to the long, like, what are you trying to, can you see where you're trying to take these things? You know, where is uh, path, the path you're on right now? You know, I have, I I don't know how, how far along of a vision this is, but there are some, I sort of like, at least these things I've been working on recently, these like bio things that are, I'm trying to um, build them as like uniforms. Like, you know, they're pieces that work best uh, all together as like a full mm -hmm. set of armor kind of, that's the idea. It's like a full set of armor. I would really like to kind of create and sell them with that in mind. I would really like for like, um, you know, like a musician or something to, to wear it on stage as like a, as like a uniform. It's like a nudie yeah, yeah, suit, yeah, yeah. you know, like a country thing, like, that's, I think that's just how they look the best. It's like when it's like a full set of armor, it's just, I've done a bunch of different pieces. So they do kind of fit together that way. Um, but I don't know. That's, that's sort of as far as I, as I look forward, usually just like whatever I'm working on at the moment, I, I have a hard time, you know, you create a, a plan for yourself and things just instantly start veering in a different direction. Mm -hmm. um well they can. that's what i found yeah yeah but, i mean there, there's no one said when you make a plan that it's going to happen but i still think the plan is useful in the sense of a direction and you're kind of just always tacking back towards it if that's yeah. your longer term goal but it's interesting it sounds like the embroidery is at least the most um it's it's the thing that you're most thinking about in respect to making oh yeah that's that's how i'm spending most of my time right now i you know there's other projects i sort of have on the back burner i did a whole comic i made this whole comic mm. uh over the last few years but that's you know that's one of those things i it may never see the light of day but i definitely spent a long time on it how long is it <laughs> i did i mean it's sort of like a long outline with just like three chapters that are actually um fleshed out but it's sort of just oh, so like you were, you were kind of scripting it out yeah that's sort of the part that i like just like the hmm. i don't know world building kind of thing yeah planning uh, it's, it's hard you know things anyways uh comics and stuff that's just for fun that's sort of how i see it at least 
It's interesting. Yeah, I don't find making comics very fun. I mean, yeah, it's for fun, but it's not fun. Oh, that's fair. Do. That's fair. I guess. It's- you know, there there is this thread, this um, this boyish refinement. You know, thread. Like, yeah, it's it's the, like an to embro- the work. It's an embroidery joke. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But as I think about it, you like to take um something. I don't know, something that's like not taken too seriously, like airbrushing a t-shirt or embroidery and and kind of tune it up technically and see where it can go. Or even though you were doing some video game some strange video game experiments. And the yeah, clay that's... people, you know, yeah. there's this interesting mixture of innocence and guilt or maybe um not maybe not corruption, I would say, in the characters. Uh, yeah, that's, you know, like you said, uh, you know, it's sort of, well, I do, I do the baby clothes and stuff. I sort of have like one foot in the, the, the cutesy stuff. And maybe that's just, um, a result of, uh, you know, not being a very technical drawer. Hmm. Uh, I, uh, well, I don't know. That's, that's just what I like really. I like you like the, the you still doing the baby stuff? Oh yeah, baby stuff still going. You know, it's sort of passive, but um, lucky bug, lucky bug, yeah. So tell people about that. Uh, that's baby clothes. That's a that's a family business. That's me and my sister and my mom. We we make uh, baby clothes. I do all the design work. That's another thing. That was a sort of, it's sort of like, uh, you know, it's another thing where it's sort of like, we just make baby clothes, but I sort of try to do something with the repeat patterns. That's like a little bit over the top or something. Just, you know, just a little more interesting than, I don't know. There's, there's some connection there between like these, like all over embroidery pieces I'm doing now. And some of the, the repeat patterns I've done on the baby clothes. You yeah, say. there's there's an ambition there. I see the the desire to push it a bit. You know, these rompers aren't messing around. I don't know. If you're not, you know, if you're not some um like amazing natural talent, you got to um you got to find some way to push it. You got to do something unique. I think yeah. I would say you got to have some strength. Sure. You have to present the world with something, some reason to yeah. care. You have to find an avenue. Um, so I think maybe that's what I'm looking for in all of these, you know, pursuits is just some, some way to sort of do something unique or take it to the next level. Just try a little harder in like one particular area to make it, interesting um i don't know yeah. I, no I, mean, I don't you answered that I, it sounds like you uh you kind of take it one day at a time and you focus on just slowly refining the process yeah i'm trying to build keep building on what i do like you know i think there's even more wild stuff to come but yeah it's still i'm still learning i i've gotten pretty good at it 
at the embroidery stuff at least, but there's still a lot to learn. So do you run your own business in any sense? Uh, yeah, technically Opal Embroidery is, is my business. Um, but I, I've really just fallen under the, um, the banner of Lucamart it's called. That's this, that's where my studio is and all my equipment and stuff. So how do you spell that? Uh, Lucamart is L U C C A. And then Mart is spelled how you might expect it. And that's where you work. That's where I work. Um, and what's what's that all about? It's a cool looking website. Yeah, so I just I just happened to meet these guys when I moved here. Uh, they're they're just local cool cool guys. Elmo yeah, yeah, and yeah. Grant are the mm-hmm. owners. They're very you know they're just very plugged in with all the all the LA haps. They're both from like the Inland Empire, and uh, they just know all. I mean, they they got some Bay connections too. I mean, we, you know, we had friends in common like Andrew and um, some others. Uh, but they're they're great. They they just work really hard, and they it's mostly screen printing. But they were just trying to expand into embroidery right when I kind of showed up uh, asking about it. So I've just been working like a like a dog here, oh, yeah? uh, doing you know personal projects for them, uh, contract stuff. Cause they just have all, they're just always busy with screen printing and pretty much everybody. Uh, there's a lot of, when someone is doing a lot of screen printing work, they usually have some embroidery they want to do also. Yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah. it was, it was a, it was a very good fit and um, we're sort of expanding into, you know, they're, they're buying a, a lot more machinery for me and, moving me into a bigger space it's it's a lot honestly it's it's a lot for one person to run it all but uh it's cool that's you know that's sort of what i'm trying to be is just just, you know be the one to to call if you need some top-notch embroidery so this is where i'm this is where i'm sort of um working what's it earning my chops is that an expression earning i think i'm earning my chops i feel like you're yeah i feel like you're making the, the pork chops i feel like you're mixing two of them earning your keep <laughs> no. and honing your yeah. chops is that it? yeah so, so this so this is where i'm earning my chops could you have imagined when you were 15 you would be this would be what's going on uh does it feel you know, pretty right I thought I have thought about that and it I I wouldn't have imagined it quite like this but it is like the kind of it's funny it's like the kind of place where I would have loved to see myself like Mm because it's all it's like so cool like so cool guy like we have a we have a Marvel vs. Capcom arcade cabinet like there's always those people skating around like there's these dudes in here earlier skating like all in over stuff and um you know, we had a big party the other week. It was like, wow. uh, it was so cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is like a version of like my fifteen-year-old self would be like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, nice dude. Like you're, you like kept the dream alive. Um, and I'm my current self is is happy with that too, <laughs> but it's more concerned with like, um, you know, making money and stuff. 
Yeah, what do you think? <laughs> it means, well, like, what does it mean to be cool to you? Uh, it's you still... It's, it's still, like, just having something to, like... To me, it's just having something that, you, like, you make that's, like, specific to you, and you're just, like, the one that does that. Whatever oh, it is. Just having some kind of, like, a an output that fills your free time to me that that goes a long way whatever it is even if you just make like tiktok videos or whatever it's just like you know you're doing something um it doesn't have to be like a uh like a public thing like that where you're putting it out into the world but that's cool to me if you do anything and you have some sort of like idea about it or you're just passionate about it that's what's cool now no yeah you know i got you um i you know because maybe i i didn't realize that earlier (laughs) i mean you know it's sort of i didn't realize that was what it was that made people cool i probably still would have identified the same people coolness in people but but i'm just not i would have thought it was just I didn't see, you know, when you're young, you don't maybe don't see how much constant effort it takes to be someone who creates stuff. Oh, yeah. It's it's um, cool when you enter your 30s because all the people who were bullshit just fade away in terms of, you know, the kids who were just kind of running off steam from art school. Like they. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just like, oh, are you willing to sacrifice a lot of things just to keep doing this absurd activity and and no is the answer for most people or like do you even have a choice like i just you know i think at a certain point it's i feel like i couldn't not do something I, i would just fall into some you know something making something interesting, <laughs> right, right, right. interested in something. It's just, I, I, it's so boring to um, just, I don't know, sit around and watch movies like all the time or whatever you do with your free time, <laughs> I guess, like have a life and a family and stuff. But um, yeah, yeah, you know, you that's, that. that's all good stuff too. But uh, do you still play video yeah, games yeah. or have you, you've kind of like, you're trying to make like, money? I like video games. I don't, you know, I don't have time to really play them, but I have a big uh, interest in them. I think they're a. So tell me about cool. Tell me about a video yeah. game. What's a. What's going on? Have you heard of um, Roblox? Uh, no. It's like for babies. Oh, it's a baby game. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's it's super interesting. It's sort of like mainly for babies, but. It's what like um, just Lego guys, kind of, kind of, yeah. Just like horrible. it's just like one of these, <laughs> yeah. It's just one of these weird, like unregulated, like digital worlds, like where uh, a lot of the emphasis is on making stuff or, or making your own games or like just customizing your guy. And it's it's so open ended. It's like you just run across it's one of my favorite games to just like 
you can just jump around and into a bunch of little games and it's very popular. So there's always people playing and it's, you just find these really wild combinations of, um, like textures and, uh, graphics and, and like just ideas. Like I was, I was playing, I found this game on there. That's like, um, and this isn't even that weird of a, an example, honestly, but it was like a natural disaster simulator. And it's just like, it's like a game where every couple minutes it sends you to a level and then like a random natural disaster occurs and you have to try and survive. It's, it's like, it's all really shitty. You know, it's like people, yeah, I'm looking people at make it, the, yeah. people make the games. It's not, they're not, you know, professional. It's just like other people. I mean, the people spend a lot of time making them, but they turn out very crusty and like funny. Um, but you know, even within that, so then you're playing this weird, like natural disaster simulator baby game. And it's like all the people you're playing with are like, have all these weird overlaying, like wraparound graphics that are all stretched out. Like each, each part of the body has like a different item and it's like weird, like, uh, flags and just like, I can't even describe it. It's like all these textures on textures, weird different like body forms. It's, it's yeah, like, it's fucked up. if you I'm just take it. like a, it's super fucked. It's like, um, it just creates these like little moments where you wouldn't like, it'd be really hard. It's like some AI shit, like where it's just like all these weird, vibrant clashing textures, like in a, in a very weird context. And you, so I just like to go around and like take lots of screenshots and, and then, you know, even aside from just like thinking that this is all weird, it's like sometimes you'll have these funny little interactions with people where you're not, um, I don't do like voice chat or anything, but you'll just like play a game where it's just you and one other person in like some like, you know, it's called like military industrial complex simulator or something. And you like earning money to buy uh, combat helicopters and you're just like, you'll just have this fun little time with one other person where you're like, you're just jumping on each other's heads and you're communicating just through your movements and you're playing this weird, uh, some weird game, some weirdo made and it's all free. Um, anyways, that's sort of the Roblox experience. Uh, that's been one of the, you know, so I Roblox, like it when it's yeah, like, never um, checked it out. Sounds, sounds kind of cool. You like that sandbox world, I guess. That sandbox, openness. Yeah. That's like, that's the world word I'm looking for. It's kind of like, you know, I don't know, second life or something, which I always thought was super interesting, but, um, is a little more involved. It's like a little scarier to get into second life. I think there's some like dark, it's like, that's one of the dark corners of, of um, the internet. Roblox? Roblox. No, no. Second life. Oh, second okay. life. Yeah. Yeah. That was like I the thought... original version of this kind of thing. Yeah. Super this has weird. been more like, yeah. This is a little more toned down, but um, I'm not really into um, what would you call it? It's like a form of transhumanism in a sense. It's kind of a way to yeah, yeah, escape, yeah, yeah, yeah. escape your actual problems and identity, etc. Yeah, you you fully like buy into um, whatever simulation you're uh, involved in. Like uh, you're like work at a maternity ward or something, and you're like you know the nurse in second you have to life. like yeah well probably roblox too might 
it's very weird. Like, I don't know. I don't understand like the, the legality of any of it. Like, cause there's all these, and like, even in Roblox, there's all these, um, properties, like, you know, you could play a game that's like, Oh, it's like Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, raise Sonic the Hedgehog, like from a baby or something. And it's just like, there's like a thousand of them. And there, his, his images is posted. I mean, you know, maybe that's not even really that interesting, <laughs> but it's just weird to me that it's like, <laughs> you can just do anything. There's, there's no rules and it's so popular, but, um, well, I think that's, there's no, that's like, why it's popular, but you just think, you know, there's a lot of crackdowns in this day and age. If you, it's all like, you know, if you play a song or whatever on YouTube, it can just be detected and you know, you go yeah, to jail. Yeah. That's exactly what um, happened to me. Really? You no. Jail. no. <laughs> <laughs> no. For playing a, yeah, I played a song on YouTube. Yeah, that would be yeah. an amazing story. No, I still haven't been to jail. It's fucking ridiculous. What? You gotta go. You really gotta go. <laughs> Change your life. Yeah, no. So, well, in respect to... Um, yeah? You've bounced from the East and the West Coast for your whole life, huh? It's like part of your identity. I know. Um, Isn't that true? Even when you were young? Is that true? It's so true. It is so, so true. Why don't you just live in the middle? I could try that. Just exactly in the middle. I don't know what state that is, but. Um, I don't either. I would, you know, I'd be interested in trying that. I don't like moving between places. Um, Seems like you do. I know it would, it would seem that way. Right. But it's honestly kind of hard. It's always really hard to, uh, to be in a new place. Um, so yeah, Lebanon, Kansas is in the exact middle of America. So, oh wait, no, and I'm reading uh, South, I'm reading South Dakota. So I'm trying, I'm trying to find you, I'm trying to find you a spot. I'm trying to find you a place to settle. Well, it sounds like you're still, yeah, yeah. I'm not even trying to settle. No, no. I would love to settle somewhere. I don't, you know, LA has kind of grown on me. It's a very difficult place, but I don't, I don't really see myself like settling here. I'm not. Where do you live like, um, in LA? I live in a, in a small village. Oh yeah. It's called Rampart Village. It's, wow. um, it's just like a neighborhood. They have lots of those here. Oh yeah, they have, it's village. by, they have uh, villages. It's um, it's just by like you know Echo Park where anybody else might live. Yeah, that all makes sense. No, LA can be um, chill. Good food. It's got good food. Yeah, uh, I don't care about that. Uh, what? Really? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I think, uh, do you still I like? Really uh, do you ever think about? I, have, I almost never think about Oakland. Oh, I'll I think about weird, Oakland all the time. Yeah, I have weird like. What is you know, you know such a such a strange um, place? You know, I, I don't know. There's so many strange experiences there. Yeah, I'll think about I mean, the I, flop house, but I, I won't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't wax poetic about those days. It's just interesting from your perspective. Like I went to Cali. I'll probably never, I mean, I'm pretty damn certain I'll never live there again. Um, But it's interesting to me that you kind of, 
you bounce back and forth between the two. I'm curious what insight you could give anyone about that experience. Uh, yeah, well, I think each time I do, I'm sort of thinking I will never, you know, I won't do it again. And then I right. do it again. Hmm. Um, for me, the, the weather is, you know, that's a pretty big factor for me. I wish it wasn't. It seems like so um, soft to let like, the soft, weather yeah. dictate your where you're going to like spend your life. But well, yeah, I mean, but if you ain't got nothing else going on, it's a pretty good metric, you know. Well, like, how are you feeling right now? Are you cold? You little chilly? Me? Me? Yeah. It's actually How's a pretty circulation. Uh pretty solid it's a pretty mild winter i used to leave new jersey in the winter um and now i have a lot of real things to do and responsibilities so i've just kind of accepted it and accept that my psoriasis gets weird and my bones hurt and i'm just an old dude but uh yeah. i i think sure. there's some utility to just toughing it out you know i used to kind of just bounce when it was getting uncomfortable but I can totally get why old people moved to Florida from New Jersey, but yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I always found so weird about California is for the four or five years I lived there, it felt like two because there was no demarcation of time with the seasons. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that's I'm a so, very strange thing. I'm so used to that being from here, and it horrifies me. I hate the idea. It does put you into um, some sort of a weird like trance. Like your a life lull, becomes like yeah. a, a walking like like dream sort of um yeah yeah absolutely that is weird that's a real thing you know it probably has a name or oh, every everything has a name uh so yeah i would agree with you on that that's it's not great i think maybe i just um have like a complex about it oh yeah about the whole the weather thing because i moved to new york the first time when i was in high school and i was you know i had a lot of um reason to find issue with you know my new environment so i from right you know from right off the bat the the cold weather was like my was an enemy to me because that's not what i was uh, used to mm -hmm. so you know there might be something to that maybe i could just tough it out if if i didn't have um uh, adolescent trauma involved. Wow. Yeah, we ain't got to go there. No, let's do it. Come on. No, that's trauma? What I, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, you... <laughs> I don't know about trauma. Trauma is a strong word, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it think... was just wasn't wasn't fun to um be thrown into like cold, wet uh, winters after growing up in with that soft uh, skin. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. I was physically forget the mental aspect i was just physically soft and um you know i guess that that could um toughen you up a bit but whatever it's really not an issue it's just something to point to when you are looking for a reason for why you moved to la yeah yeah exactly it's a good it's a good reason when you're just you know it sounds like the center of your life is still the art so it makes sense that you would kind of move from um, New York to Cali and back and forth, you know, it's still the spots. I know you were in Kingston, right? Uh, yeah. For, well, for no, yeah. for no good reason. Um, 
Yeah, that's basically right. new vaults. Oh, okay. That's the next door. I mean, okay, so you got that side of you too. You got the kind of bug boy side. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, there's a whole aspect of just like, you know, I love uh, bugs and frogs and like, you know, that kind of stuff, which there's not as much of here. That always was like, you know, very agreeable when there's just like all these great birds and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, there's already things I miss about the East Coast, but no, it's, I'm not it's sure. Not worth missing. Where, can you tell me where you to what? live? Where should I? Where should I live? You know what I've realized? It's really what? sentimental in some ways, but it's like one of the least important. There's so many other things to be considered before that is the actual thing where you live. And usually, yeah. you know, but, you know, I know I understand modernity, like people have so little to like stand on in respect to foundation that especially our generation is pretty listless and just kind of bounces around, usually in, in some kind of career mode, you know, even if mm -hmm. you don't think of us as like careerist um there is a sense of well it's where the work is or it's where like the other people doing the same kind of work are so i don't think i can answer that question for you because we have very different lives and you know i came back to where i am because of the people and, and my family and friends and ultimately i do think that's the thing that matters the most much more yeah. than than weather or places but it's tough you know especially when your work is can be kind of remote or it's isolating the external root system can often not be present so i can't tell you where to live because i don't know what you're really trying to do it sounds like you're where you're supposed to be in respect to doing embroidery though say that much yeah i found a little uh space for myself here but if you ain't trying to have kids and, and whatnot and make a family like these questions become less pressing i think it's more yeah they're not that uh, pressing yeah it's more about one's own self-interest and exploration at that point like even I, i've become kind of bored of travel I didn't, uh, I didn't get on a plane until I was like 20 or something, but then in my 20s, I traveled a bit, but now it just feels like this kind of skimming across the surface of a pond where you never really enter into the thing you're visiting anyway. Yeah. And I just want to get back to like doing the real work I have to do. Not in a bad way, like in a beautiful way. I'm just excited to like build vertically, you know? And I think when we were living together, that was more ex about exploration and and just understanding the boundaries of things, horizontally speaking. Yeah, true. True enough. Um, I hear you about building vertically. That's exciting. That's the, that's, that is exciting, but I think that's what's sort of tough when you're 
and you feel like you're there's a chance you might not um stay where you are you know it's like sure sure you have to re yeah, you have to restart a lot of that uh, over and again you do but um yeah it kind of comes with the territory absolutely that's where it just comes down to the the value set you know and for me as as ai increases in power i'm just more and more concerned with building real things in respect to physical things or social things and build it as vertically high as possible because i think ai is a pretty shallow at least from an imagery perspective it's kind of a shallow creature so yeah i think I more mean, and more is, you just mean like physical oh i mean objects. like yeah yeah I, I do i have a i have had a fabrication company with my partner for four years so how does the screen printing like fit into that is that separate oh i mean i do all sorts of weird things no they, they can they can come into play you know, sometimes I'll screen print wood and then we'll curve cut it. Curve cut. You know what curve cutting is? Uh, I can use context clues to. No, guess. I don't think you can. <laughs> I didn't say I'd be right. but <laughs> It's like a way to cut plywood so you can bend it around a curve. So we made these weird stools where I screen printed like this huge surface uh, first and then we CNC cut it. And then we uh, made it into a stool. So screen printing can definitely come into play there. I also just do like weird apparel and signage with it. The screen printing is kind of a side aspect. But I find, like you were saying earlier, some real satisfaction in working with real stuff. And Yeah, like a CNC cutter, you have that in your shop? That's, that's yeah, a lot yeah, like yeah. an embroidery machine. That's, you know, it's similar, um, at least like the um, preparatory stages of a project yeah very similar well i imagine you know in the sense of again when i first got it i thought oh this thing's just gonna like do everything and we can yeah. just sit back while it produces objects which obviously is not true but i imagine with embroidery there's that kind of same issue where you have to marry the well at least with the cnc it's like the bit to the actual vector and then how those things are gonna you know match each other in real life what is the embroidery process like I mean, I think, um, you know, the preliminary stages are, are similar where it's all, uh, basically all, all the stitches and the design and the order of everything, including a bunch of like secondary factors, like uh, stitch length and the, um, like the compensation for, for different fabrics and stuff, fabrics and stuff. That's mm, all, right. that's all like pre-programmed into like a really small file, um, yeah. you know, which, which is then basically sent to the machine, but it's, you spend all the time on the computer, like really getting those things down exactly right for the specific project, you, you know, mostly having to do with the material you're embroidering on and, you know, certain things need uh, a certain order, you know, to be in stitched in a certain order so that it like, it, it holds the fabric in, in the right spots and there's like this right. whole underlay thing. Basically it's all, you know, it's like this whole complicated file with, it has a lot to do with um, the order everything is done and like 
the spacing of everything. And then once that's all been designated, it's you, you do sort of just send it to the machine to run, but you still, for the most part, are sort of babysitting it and um, just watching and making sure nothing gets caught. You know, that's, that's the stuff that anyone can do, I guess, is, is the, um, you know, like being like an embroidery machine operator is not, not a very like highly technical job really. Mm -hmm. that's sort of just like the last, the last step of, um, embroidery or, you know, anything it's all the, the prep stuff. And like the, it's called digitizing when you, when you receive a file and turn it into like an embroidery file, it's like a whole wild thing. I mean, um, you know, it's like a whole industry is just the digitizing. There's, I don't know if you've ever received through your work or anything, any, any calls, anyone looking to, uh, advertise their digitizing services, you know, uh, uh, maybe through the screen, usually screen printing shops will get a lot of those kind of calls, but maybe, um, anyways, it's like a whole thing where that's all people do. They don't even have, they don't even embroider. They, it's, they'll just do digitizing. Right. Um, and it's kind of interesting too, you know, it uses this, all, all this really interesting, like proprietary software that's expensive and weird and looks like, um, like some software from like the eighties or something, you know, it's all very like, it's always like that strip, stripped down and yeah. like kind of cool and weird and like functional. Um, so that's a, that's a huge part of embroidery. That's sort of like, the real barrier to entry honestly is is getting good at the digitizing stuff yeah and i've i have some i find some pleasure in um mastering and figuring out weird uh software so that's a that's a side to embroidery that i didn't really know about but what do you do your animations in just the 3d ones uh, oh blender entirely yeah blender's blender's cool that's another one that was weird to learn um has it does every well i guess i haven't used that many 3d software so i don't know but everything is done in such a specific way all the shortcuts and everything it's like it's fun to learn because it's so different and kind of frustrating at first and i'm you know not that good at it but you can it seems like you can do just about anything in blender it's pretty amazing yeah 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 Absolutely. It's very useful. Isn't it open source? It's open source. It's free. Yeah, it's amazing. And it's always um, expanding, evolving. Like, it's, there's always adding new stuff, and there's all these wild plugins. It's, uh, it's a bit much, honestly. You can do <laughs> so much wild stuff. It's like the... Um, that's why, like, I feel like the barrier for entry for animation and stuff is just... It's just constantly lowering and it's just it's so easy to make cool stuff not that there's you know that many people go through with it but yeah, yeah, yeah. there really is there's very few steps between like those i was you know i really liked the way those those 3d clay animations i was doing looked and um yeah they're cool you know obviously claymation is and stop motion animation is like super time intensive and involved and it's one of those things that like, you know, crazy people do, but, um, those were so, there was like so few, that wasn't, I mean, obviously it wasn't stop motion, 
there's like so few steps now like to get something that looks you know has at least some of that the appeal of that look like that that clay texture coming through um i just 3d i would just make those models in clay and 3d scan them and put them right in blender it's like it, and then you have to build like an armature out for them yeah and then you just build an armature but you know it's easy it, it's all very easy um relative yeah, compared to should, compared to keep... making you know the problem is i don't uh I, I would like to keep doing those i don't have a, a good enough computer at the moment but yeah that's mm-hmm. that's something i would like to continue working on i, I always thought those are yeah cool. there's something special about them um They have you know, a nice it's, quality of filth yet. I don't know. They how to all explain. have, yeah, they, they just really like, you know, maintain whatever texture you create them with. They don't have to be clay even. I mean, you could add an armature to anything. It doesn't have to be it's like, true. Um, it's true. you know, like a, a limbed thing. So, you know, maybe I'll make a whole, uh, animation film or even a video game. Who I think knows? that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You should release that comic book too. Yeah, you know, it's. I'll check it out. Send it to me. Okay. <laughs> Comics are hard, you know, because you do. Oh, they're fucking really um, difficult. They're really hard. It's with animation, at least, like there'll be a, a drawing or two in, in a sequence that you're maybe not thrilled about on, on their own, but they go by very quickly. It's still hard to accept that, yeah, you yeah. know, maybe some, some of those frames don't work as, as drawings on their own, which I think a good animator would be fine with, you know, and just un- know that. And maybe they need to be a little fugly like on their own, but um, that was always hard for me to get over. I would, you know, I would want every, but on a com- with the comic, it's like you still have to do all this drawing, and it's just there. Yeah, they all no have to be it. good. Yeah, there's no hiding. It's like they all have to. Every little. I mean, I think a lot of good comics, you know, will maybe have some little messy bits. But for me, at least, it's like it's always just sticking out like a sore thumb if you're unhappy with the way. For sure, for sure. Something looks. It's just like it's always. I don't know. It's just always there, just bugging you. Um, so if but, people wanted you know, to hire you for something, what would they hire you for at the moment? If they wanted to support what you do, can they ask you to embroider something? Or is that like yeah. something you do through Luca? I do it through Luca, and I take, um, you know, I've done quite a few of my own jobs on the side. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they could reach out to me via Instagram mostly and animation and are you would, doing you have any animation services you know i would like to i i when i first moved here i reached out to a bunch of people kind of seeing if there was any hope of that um i i can't really see myself taking an animation job but i i definitely would try if someone was interested you know i would make it work but i don't know you really want to hire one person to make an animation it's like you're a fool make, make your own animation <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's you know 
you'll have to it's such a process but yeah sure i'll do anything i'll do anything for money wow yeah you can you can um quote me on that yeah i will so i like to end it on a joke sometimes okay you, got, you know what's funny you got a joke? before oh i'm yeah. supposed to have a joke yeah, yeah, well, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. let me say this um <laughs> sure uh it's funny because you have a really great sense of humor i was thinking about this i do but you're I but know, you're yeah, like you don't like um you're not like i mean you did just chuckle a little there but i feel like you never i like almost never hear you like actually laugh you sort of just have like a like an inward like laugh it's sort of like it gives you power you know yeah i know what you mean but you know, like it also gives like, it gives people the satisfaction of making me laugh right which is beautiful that is, that is beautiful i like people who i have a niece who's just man you got to work hard and then to get a smile out of her but when you do it's it's so wonderful right she doesn't play that like bush league Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> I've never, I don't know if I've met anyone as um, stoic as her. It's amazing. That's so good. You know, you could, you could just like, you could just rule over your, your constituents <laughs> with a, with, with like a power like that, you know, you just make everyone, it's true. It's like, what makes everyone like vie for your approval so hard? No, I do laugh. I thought, you don't know who I am. You don't, you don't know me. I don't. But I, you don't know. I have some idea. You wouldn't <laughs> I do, believe I you have a, how much you laugh, <laughs> <laughs> how jovial you are these days. Nah, I'm not jovial though. I'm definitely not like a ray of sunshine. But do you have a joke? I feel, uh, like, you, I feel like you're a, a jokester. I don't, you know, I'm a, jokester, a jester. Though. You're a like, jester. I don't like telling jokes, you know, like a, uh, all right, tell me something wait. funny. You see anything funny uh, recently in LA? Like, you know? Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, hmm. So you know graffiti? Yeah. 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 So there's sometimes people continue doing graffiti when they're adults. <laughs> That's already <laughs> like, funny. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, I'm always here. This is, I'm at this the studio where I work right now. I'm always here late and it's like, it's in the arts district. It's sort of like a bunch of warehouses and stuff. Uh, I see a lot of funny stuff here when I'm, I stay really late and I'll leave in the middle of the night and there's all, there's a lot of funny little, there's always like illegal raves that are always happening all the time around here. And that sort of spills onto the street. And um, anyways, one of the funny things I saw the other day when I was leaving was there's like this uh, middle-aged man doing some, like a big graffiti on the wall across from my studio. And it was like, it was like, it said FYB. And it was really bad, like so bad. And it was on the side, it was, they were, uh, he was, he was just like really normal dress, like probably 45 year old man um, doing the worst like graffiti piece ever. And it said, fuck your bitch crew. Oh. That was like his, that was like his, like, <laughs> that was what he was putting up on the wall. Oh. It was pretty funny. That's amazing. And so horrible. Fuck you, bitch. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I was saying, I thought, I thought it was gonna say "fuck your butt crew," so I was pretty close there. 
that's pretty funny too no i mean that's that's good it's kind of better right but it's not i mean it's better yeah graffiti's fucking goofy yeah um i mean it makes sense when you see when there's like a crew of like um younger kids maybe doing something oh yeah 15 years old yeah sure it's like a real adult man well i'm glad you found uh embroidery i'm glad you have a cool Uh, job too it looks like a really cool place to work yeah it is cool we make a lot of cool stuff even the screen printing stuff which i'm pretty heavily involved in is um is often like interesting or for someone interesting you know we just work it's cool to provide services to artists and it's the age it is the age for it yeah like the 30s are for service you know yes well i live to serve really uh yeah well that's good it's a great thing (laughs) well i can't say whether it's great or not but it's I i mean it's it's the right thing that's what it is all right, well, people should um, hire you for a multitude yeah, of services. Maybe someone could buy you a computer. Maybe a listener could buy you a computer to, to start animating on. We have ve- yeah, very wealthy and generous listeners. Um, That's the audience? Okay. Yeah. And, um, well, it was good talking to you. Glad we caught up. One day we'll cross paths, I think. We won't know it, but we will. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Music by Dory Bavarsky and Mingja Chen. Next up, we have Sam Bosma.